All right, we saw Black Widow, and the goal is to have as little downtime so I don't have to edit this. What's up, everybody? Um, how'd you like it? Feel free to comment on any Instagram uh, where that matches the podcast you're listening to us on and tell us your thoughts. But, Richard, do you have first thoughts before we want to get into notes? It was one of my more favorite Marvel movies. So I enjoyed it. I thought there was a very good emotional angle right near the end. I could have used an extra sequence in the middle instead of the mother calling the red room immediately. I could have used them going somewhere like she pretends like they need some special tracking thing and it's going to be a twit like a an ambush so that we get another scene with Drakov. Maybe they get into the room and Drakov like taunts Black Widow or something, you know, before everything happens and they get taken, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You know, I I didn't feel so much of a connection with Drakov. He didn't it 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 felt like Winter Soldier a little bit, which okay. is easy cuz there's a mindless assassin. And an older guy in charge behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, except I felt a lot more connected to Alexander Pierce for obvious reasons. He was there throughout the whole film and things like that. So I felt like it could have used a little more, which is weird to say about a two hour and 12 minute movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's jump into it. Let's let's do what we've done in the past. Go with your notes because I take way too many and so, I'll catch up with you. For sure. So mine was kind of a broad note about the opening. Mm-hmm. They kind of went with the most life-changing event in Black Widow's life and Natasha Romanoff's life. And that's understandable, you know. Um, it's sort of what the movie is about the rest of the time. Um, I, I felt like they could have put that maybe as the second sequence and maybe put something else in the beginning. But that's just me being... Uh, difficult. Uh, it was still a good sequence to open with. As in, you would have enjoyed an action pack kind of sequence? No, that's or not what I mean at all. What um, other kind of sequence would you have preferred before it? Then? So, the movie is about her reconnecting with family. Mm-hmm. Um, because, well, she doesn't even want to reconnect with her family, right? She she has hard feelings towards them. Um, it's complicated. Yeah, and so, like, it, that would make that opening would make sense for like a biopic of Black Widow, in my opinion. But not like, you know, try try to summarize what the movie's going to be about with the opening, and so it thrusts you into that action, and then that's like the start of the ride, you know. So after that opening in this in this movie, mm-hmm. um, it's just like okay, that happened. Now what the what is the movie going to be about? And then you're back to kind of trying to figure it out. It's just kind of better to frame the movie a little differently, in my opinion. Actually, that reminded me. There was one other detail why I would have liked another sequence before they got caught, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, because I would have liked them to malfunction in the field okay. as a as a family. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they, they have their... It's kind of like the, the farm sequence on Age of Ultron, where everyone's, like, bickering and kind of debating and, like, burning bridges and mending bridges and kind of being awkward like a like a pseudo family mm-hmm. which is fair 
but we didn't get to see them do that in the field until they're executing the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, they, right. it it was like a heist movie, bringing everyone together. And then immediately doing the heist. Yeah. Instead of bringing everyone together, then planning it and realizing that they're all bickering and trying to get over their differences and, you know, laying out the whole plan. And then the plan goes sideways Mm -hmm. in the third act. It felt like a heist film where they brought everyone together. And then they skip the middle part where they're be, where nope. they're kind of ironing out the uh, the rough details of the plan, mm-hmm. which which I I get why they did it so that we could get that cool twist in the third act. Mm-hmm. But I needed them showing me more of their relationship as a family, more than just a dinner scene, and then two separate were kind of bickering and talking about our past mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah, and it kind of feels like 10 minutes of family time, you know, before, well, they're getting kidnapped already and the the, the adversaries are already coming, you know? Yeah. And you have that sweet moment with, oh man, I feel so bad, I don't remember the hero's name right now, Red Victory? Red Guardian. Red Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But like, I mean, honestly, like, if they had added uh, a sequence in the middle, it, everyone would have been like, yeah, they didn't need to add it. If she's really a double agent, why wouldn't she call the Red Room immediately? Except we find out that she's not a double agent. The mother, yeah, you know? Like, she wants to take them down. So why wouldn't she, you know, bring them on... I don't know. She so, ends up being a triple agent, yeah. right? So, um, But... I mean, like it would have been a plot hole. Like, of course, if you're going to call the red room on them, you're going to do it as soon as possible. So they would be like, why did she wait five hours? But it would have helped the characters mm-hmm. or our our investment, I think. That's true. Could have waited a little bit longer before uh, they came and kidnapped them, basically. Like, maybe they come in the middle of the night and that gives them a little bit more time to show the family dynamics. Maybe if they didn't, yeah, if they didn't want to add another sequence or whatnot, mm-hmm. it was expensive. But uh, so what? So the opening that we got, you would have preferred that be part two or like not the first thing like we the see? second scene or something. Yeah. So what would have been the first scene for you, or like a general? So idea? you know, the movie is a little bit. I don't want to say all over the place. The, the movie, if you had to say in one or two sentences what the movie is about, it's about Black Widow finding her family, mm-hmm. right? So, something in the opening to say, like, she, like, to demonstrate she wants to find her family, you know, like, or just the last time she ever thought that her family was cool mm-hmm. and while she was training, okay? While she was being brought up and raised in that program, okay? So while they're breaking her, she's remembering her family as they're breaking her and she's wondering why this is happening to her, why they're breaking her, why she still sees her parents in a little bit of a good light when she's 13 or whenever she's kidnapped. When does that moment break for her where she's like, nope, fuck them, you know? That could have been a hell of an opening, you know? So, as in, like, you see that 13-year-old Black Widow being tortured, being brought back into the Red Room, and then you see, like, maybe you don't put it as a subtail, but you see the six hours before then? 
kind of. Or like the contrast of her being tortured or in the program or being trained or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then where her mind is at, you know, and then it just shows like her with her family. And then it ends with the dad giving them away. He gave them away, you know, and like the total confusion and chaos I would bring to any young person child's life, you know. All right. that Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so as for the opening, I'm going to say my notes really quick. I just put, uh, it felt like an independent movie, you know? It had that indie movie vibe. The intro. Yeah, and I liked that. Um, And I asked if they were actually a family, which you got the answer to that. Uh, And this will be the day that I die. I don't know if I'm right on the money with this or not, but I thought... It's a song about losing your innocence, right? A little bit. Um, It's a song when three rock and roll idols died on a plane crash. And so everyone loved them. And that was declared the day the music died when they died on the plane crash. Gotcha. Okay. And um, it's, you know, the whole song is them singing about Americana and people's nostalgia for those times. And the people that sang songs about those times were dying or dead already. So. I, f- I felt it was a little bit more of a subtler or uh, additive needle drop mm-hmm. than, let's say, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. where it just randomly starts going, playing, I'm just a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, okay. I didn't. I guess that's accurate. Mm-hmm, right. Does it add anything? Like, th- th- maybe not. Maybe a little. <laughs> maybe a little. I guess she's. Is- you know, she is a girl. <laughs> I don't know how I feel as I'm not a female, but yeah. no, but like you know that that felt like a oh okay hitting the nail on the head as opposed to this one felt a little subtler and yeah they use that song pretty well in the movie uh, Don McLean American Pie I believe it is so yeah oh god I just got really confused in my note because I put pursued by Shield. Which I guess isn't so important, but then I'm reading my note and it just said, Rachel Weiss got hot. <laughs> and the next part of that note was the little girl had blood on her face. So I'm typing in the dark and I'm trying to say, Rachel Weiss got shot. Okay. I was, I was like, because <laughs> she's a queen. She doesn't need anybody telling her if she got hot or when she got hot. She's, <laughs> she's yeah, I just looked at like, I don't know where I'm putting this video version. I guess I'll put it on the Patreon, but uh, I just, you must have seen me. You could see me looking at my own note and be like, why did I write Rachel Weiss got hot? I I saw the note. I was like, I mean, I guess I could agree, but I didn't think you would. But like, I didn't know she wasn't. If if she was, I didn't know there was a phase of her life where she was not. (laughs) She, She looks almost exactly the same as she did in The Mummy, except without the horribly tweet pencil thin tweezed eyebrows, which everyone agrees. Yeah. Did not age well. Mm-hmm. And I don't think was her choice. Um, Probably not. But then we go to Cuba, which I thought was interesting because Cuba's been protesting communism. That's good. The internet's yeah. been shut down, so they're never going to hear this. But if you do, anyone, good for you. You're stronger than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it, it it was interesting. 
I guess it's because they were part of a Soviet thing. Mm-hmm. Or Russian, I don't know. But, uh, Some sort of communist thing? Yeah, they run from America. They go to a communist country. Young Black Widow doesn't want her little sister to go into the Black Widow program. The Red Room. Because she knows hope traumatic it is. Mm-hmm. I meant to write how traumatic it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, my next note was about the title sequence. Is one of the few times many Marvel movies will, you know, let the Marvel logo be the the title sequence, mm-hmm. and then they'll just have the title like Iron Man, and it turns away. Same with the Avengers; it, it always like rotates the letters away, except for sometimes like um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy is big and bombastic, and like has flair to it and mm-hmm. this one I loved it. I love yeah. when they get interesting with it cuz mm-hmm. it's kind of it's I've never minded it minded it. I don't know. I've never minded it but I'm like it's kind of weird that it's like so relatively lazy. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, you know? Like if they're all kind of metallic and then the word the letters just rotate into darkness. Sure. Um how so many films had the same kind of thing. So I liked this. And then when, also... When you're talking about the title sequence, are you talking about how, you know, it's showing a, a bunch of video clips of the Black Widow program? That, but also just the 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 graphics, what the graphics look like for mm-hmm. the Black Widow, per, or Black Widow, the title, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was also had horror music playing. Yeah. Which... is co- sort of fitting. I, yeah, yes, but also the most horrific opening we've ever had was over the Marvel Studios logo, and that was Infinity War. Just hearing Kenneth Branagh at sending out a distress signal for the Asgardian ship. That's as close as we've ever gotten to horror, which, I mean, I wouldn't blame them if they were worried about putting horror music over their title card, mm-hmm. because subconsciously that might send the wrong message like oh we don't we don't actually like these movies you know mm-hmm. I could see some executive being like I don't know the brand but I just thought yeah. that was really cool and it did remind me of stuff like Dark Angel mm-hmm. or even Hitman because Hitman literally stole <laughs> not stole but took some uh, clips from the opening of Dark Angel did okay. you ever watch that with Jessica Alba? I didn't watch uh, Hitman, but I watched some episodes of Dark Angel, yeah. Hitman was meh. Dark Angel was good. Yeah. It's been a long yeah. time since I've seen it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one part of the opening credits that I really liked was Ring Around the Rosie, because mm. you know the history of that, yeah? Doesn't it involve a plague and a sickness that involves a ring on your skin? It, uh, I don't. I don't know about the ring around the skin to be honest, but Pockets Full of Posey, it, it was about either a plague or like an atom bomb, just kids dying, you know, mass death, and I didn't learn that until I was older. Ashes, all, ashes, we all fall down. Yeah, Makes sense yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> all the kids are just like, ring around the rosy, we're singing about our death, but we don't know it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, oh, and then before your next note, one little thing in the credits was Jack Schaefer. 
she worked on the story for Black Widow. She's in the opening credits. Mm -hmm. And she was the head writer of WandaVision. Okay. She she did it. She like was responsible for most of that show and the creative vision of it or the, you know, the execution of that story. So Mm -hmm. she seems really cool. So good for her. Mm hmm. What was your next note so I can catch up to Um, a, a negative point. The point of the typeface, you know, is just like Cuba or wherever the hell they're at. It's just... Yeah. What was the musical number? Oh, no. We already talked about the title sequence. I, I, liked, the, I liked it because everyone knows the backstory of Blackwood and what the program entails, and then it just showed more details of it, and it's... Those are interesting. The shots that they chose for the opening sequence were pretty interesting, so... Yeah. Yeah. People don't have to go back to uh Age of Ultron to get that backstory <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anymore. Yeah. It's just like at this point in the story, after Natasha and her sister get passed off to the Black Widow program, this is kind of what happens to them. And then it shows them being trained and blah blah blah. And, yeah. Yeah. And it's been six years since we even saw that flashback sequence as well, so Yeah. If nothing else, it's a good refresher. But it really does set the tone. But mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, what's uh what's a note I can catch up to? Um this was more not something that I would bring up in her it was the the fact that she was sprayed in the face with that potion, the red stuff. Did we get a name for it? No, but uh I see that you've said suddenly cares. Yeah. Uh no, just antidote to mind control. Right. So they establish a mind control through chips and also digging into their brain a little bit. And I was assuming something like a lobotomization of some sort, you know? So I, I would like to hear a little bit more about how that antidote works, but I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, that's interesting. Because um, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about how little backstory we had on that. Uh, okay, I got a lot up there. So... Really quickly, Thunderbolt Ross hunting Black Widow, uh, and then Black Widow called Ross just to make him think he was in the right place, which I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. She could just be like, ha, fools, mm-hmm. you're wasting your time, but mm-hmm. you know. No, let them look for half a day. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> like, if they were going to quit after 10 hours, she just made them quit after 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, she knew we were, she saw me. <laughs> She's here. <laughs> that would have uh, been funny to see. <laughs> uh, and, but yeah, then uh, Yelena was in Morocco, mm-hmm. and I put that Florence Pugh is a G. Mm-hmm. That was my first note. And then also, she has a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I mean, but Florence Pugh has a YouTube channel that she started before she ever got famous. That's awesome. Uh, it's literally FP, and I guess she does covers of songs. I found out about it a couple of days ago, and I'm going to be watching a few of those videos in the next couple of days, because that, mm-hmm. that's just fascinating. Like, she literally, I think five years ago, was her last uploaded uploaded video, according to YouTube. And now she's like, yep, Oscar-nominated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Loved by all. <laughs> I'm the new Black Widow, bitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna check that channel out. Yeah, uh, and then uh, then I wrote she twisted a knife on her target, which was yeah. shocking because I didn't know that she was mind controlled. But I 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote red mace spray. And then what did it do to her eyes? And then was she mind controlled? And then she knifed out her tracking chip. So I thought that was really effective storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like I, they did not exposit anything before that, but we could figure out she was mind controlled. Mm-hmm. And uh, Taskmaster Protocol. Okay, so did you uh, did you hear theories about who Taskmaster Taskmaster was before the movie came no, out? No, I did not. Everyone was looking at the trailers. And I would love to know if this was intentional with how they edited the trailers. Mm-hmm. But everyone was like, okay, so Rachel Weiss has to be Taskmaster. Because mm-hmm. Red Guardian's not. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then they showed sequences of like Taskmaster pursuing Yelena and Natasha. So, like, okay, Florence Pugh clearly isn't. But well, they never showed shots of Rachel Weiss and Taskmaster mm-hmm. together in the trailers. Okay. So, everyone was like, oh, we got a twist coming, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I saw Taskmaster had, like, damn near robotic movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put in my notes that they were Terminator-esque. Like, uh, or T-1000-esque, because mm-hmm. pretty freaking relentless. It was like a freaking cyborg on speedroids attacking you and coming at you. And you, you you got the sense of hopelessness when he was coming at you because he, she, they kicked the shit out of Natasha in their first encounter. Like, well, <laughs> so. well, the thing is, like, I have a couple notes where I was like, it's 100% Rachel Weiss. <laughs> like, like, confer- like, I thought the movie confirmed. I can't, I want to know if they, like, were just really smart, like, knowing everyone was going to theorize that Rachel Weiss was Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. So they were like, all right, we're going to do a couple things, one in the trailer, one in the movie, to make you think, I knew it. And then, boom. Surprise. It's a good twist. You, you've been thinking about this for, well, now at least an extra year than you would have been. Mm-hmm. Like, you thought you knew, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, and also, the fight scenes in this were pretty well choreographed, too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still some Hollywood crap in it that just doesn't make sense, but it like was what? better than fighting scenes in other Marvel movies, and including, like, how... Uh, she twists a knife, like you mentioned in, in your notes. Like it was a pretty brutal kill to take that girl out, and then she sprays her in the face, you know, with the red stuff, and then she comes to, and then she has a look of like, "What did I do?" To yeah, her, you know. Um, what was the Hollywood crap for you? All right. Um, later on the ship, they do a leg sweep. I forget if it was, you know, ship Natasha later on the in the oh, red the room, flying the flying ship. thing, okay. yeah. Yeah, um, they, someone gets knocked out after they get their legs swept out from under them. Like, they're knocked out after that, and it's like, come on. That oh, is, okay. that's, um, what else did I have here? Oh, yeah, um, Natasha fires at their, his shield three, like, four times for no reason. After the first one, you, you, a trained fighter or assassin is going to figure something out rather than keep firing Instead at the shield. just, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it just makes for a cool shot. And that's why they had it in there. So that's what I mean by stupid Hollywood crap. To give Natasha a little bit of credit, she mm-hmm. wasn't shooting in slow motion. 
<laughs> True. Okay. Just a smidge. Yeah, I I was literally watching that. I was like, yeah, it's kind of funny that you're still aiming at the shield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in real life, I guess it would be like, boom, 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 boom. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I think a trained killer wouldn't wouldn't like would know better. But yeah. All right. So what what was your next note that I need to catch up with? Um. So Natasha fighting with her sister or her not blood sister, but okay, stepsister okay. in that apartment. All right. So next note is during the time when uh, Black Widow's like underground in a trailer in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and the guy that she's paying to hook her up with stuff says, "People with friends don't call me." And she says, I don't pay you to feel sorry, to, to worry. Okay. It autocorrected to, and I don't pay you to sorry. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't pay you to worry. Uh, and then, and I thought, you know, it's nice that she's got people who even professional contacts that are still like, actually looking out for her. I I never once thought like what if he betrays her mm-hmm. you know and yeah. not because I thought he was like romantically interested or anything I was just like yeah he's genuinely worried about her safety and I don't think he'd give her up for a paycheck mm-hmm. did we ever get that guy's name I don't remember I I had to look up Yelena's name to know that it was Yelena and not Elena Mm-hmm. But I was like, it is Russian. It is most likely Yolanda. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I still don't know the mom's name or the dad's name. Besides, it is Red Guardian. <laughs> and not the Crimson Dynamo. Right. And not Red Victory. Oh, did they say Red Victory? I called him Red Victory oh, earlier. Yeah. In the- <laughs> uh, and then I also, it was funny because I do another podcast which is james bond bond a minute bond and i was like black widow watches a bond film with roger moore and jaws and it's a movie i have not seen because i've never seen a roger moore bond film um mm-hmm. but i'll be getting to it with my co-host uh and okay so the explosion on black widow's car you heard me i literally yelled oh shit because i wasn't expecting <laughs> someone to blow up her car Right. No, that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and the car's almost tipping off the bridge. And I thought it was interesting because Taskmaster didn't care about hurting her as long as she wasn't a threat. Mm-hmm. You know, that wasn't Taskmaster's mission. So Taskmaster was only interested in hurting her as long as she was stopping Taskmaster. I've said that like five times in the last 30 seconds. From obtaining the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The anti-mind control stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other note about that scene was uh, well, a few, a couple more, but Taskmaster, did you see how the sword like folded into the backpack? Yeah, it like collapses into the backpack. Yeah, that yeah. was so cool. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Pretty cool. Um, and Black Widow did a switcheroo with the contents of the case, which classic. And her sister, I guess her sister did send her the vials. I thought she just stashed the vials in Budapest 
and the guy took him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, no, that was in her mail. That was in Black Widow's mail. I thought like it was one of the packages there. That's why the guy. That's why Taskmaster assaulted her because he was trying to take that back, right? But it was in the mail because I I thought. Because the guy mentioned that he grabbed some of her old stuff from Budapest. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. So Yelena mailed it to the Budapest safe house because she thought Black Widow wouldn't be there. And then while the guy was getting her stuff, he picked up the mail and accidentally gave it to Black Widow. I thought yeah. um, Yelena... And Black and Black Widow alluded to Yelena sending it to Black Widow, like in the apartment fight scene. I thought that too, but Yelena said she only sent it there because she didn't think Black Widow would okay. come. Right. Okay. And she wasn't happy to see Black Widow. So, gotcha. Which is now I'm confused because I don't know. I, I wrote later that their fight was not uh Black Widow doesn't know if Yelena's a threat from the Red Room. I thought it was mutual, like both of them thought the other could be mind controlled or something. That's what I was thinking. But now Yelena has seen Black Widow fighting off big threats in Sokovia and New York. She knows she's not part of the Red Room. Yeah. Gotta watch. I don't wanna I don't wanna say that that whole fist fight is just baseless and it's oh it's a plot hole. I gotta watch the movie again. So what I liked, and that was a trailer shot when they see each other and they raise their guns at each other. Um it's cool that they make it look like a mirror. It's like but that's more just a visual thing. I don't think it has much more of a deeper meaning other than they're both in the same program and they're sort of related and and yeah. And yeah. I guess if I had to fully logic their fight and why it happens it would be that neither one knows that the other is trustworthy Mm -hmm. and neither one is ready to be the first one to stand down kind of like kind of very barely like when uh dominic toretto and Deckard Shaw and Furious 7 drive their cars at each other mm-hmm. and neither one is chicken enough to turn away mm-hmm. and they just smash in front of each other. Yeah. I guess if I needed to logic it without rewatching it, um, I would say they don't quite trust each other and they're waiting for the other one to like put their gun down or their or stand down mm-hmm. to show that they're trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Right. It ends when they're both choking each other with those curtains, right? <laughs> yeah. So it... Like, I put in my phone, this has no actual relation to the story, but it was a Cold War-type standoff. They're both almost about to kill each other. They're like, okay, okay, let's chill out. Let's chill out a second. Okay. You know? Yeah. All right. So, okay. What's the, what's your next note? Well, for arrow marks in the Budapest safe house, I thought that was funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What kind of bullet holes are those? Arrows. (laughs) It was another thing harking back to Hawkeye and them being in Budapest. So now we know that their Budapest thing was nothing like <laughs> like the Battle of New York mm-hmm. when Black right. Rose says, this is Budapest all over the place. Really what she's referencing is 
they had to kill a bad guy and then hide out in multiple places, one of which was a vent Mm -hmm. for a total of 10 days, the vent in particular, two days. So yeah, it's nothing like a whole shit ton of aliens just... Right, right, right. They were just spending time together, that's all. Playing tic-tac-toe. Yeah, yeah. they were just chilling and they were like, oh, hey, remember when we were in mortal danger in Budapest, just like we're in mortal danger here? Uh, I guess, Black Widow, sure. I suppose. Um, so, my next note is pretty far in the future. Uh, Which part of it? Then I'll... Okay. One of them was bad location for... Oh, yeah, I got all the way up to the prison in, in my next note. So, there's. Okay. I'm sure we have quite a ways to go. All right, so they say that Drakov's dead. He's not. And I recognize that as another Avengers reference, Drakov's daughter. Uh, I guess Clint helped Nat assassinate someone in order to get out. Bad person, but still assassinate. Um, to work for S.H.I.E.L.D. And then the Red Room agents blow their way into the safe house, the Budapest safe house, and Black Widow tried to save that other operative. Um, but she was mind control, so her mission was kill Black Widow, Mm -hmm. and she kind of sabotaged herself because she fell broke her leg mm-hmm. and then right uh drakeoff did a hobbs and shaw a, yeah hobbs and shaw style self-execute command yeah yeah um except this was gnarlier one because it was just in the middle it didn't like finish the fight or it did in this case but not like the fight of the whole movie and she just takes the the uh, wrist blaster. Venom strike? Do they call it a venom strike? No, that's just Miles Morales. Yeah, the wrist blaster and like mm-hmm. charges her fucking face off. Mm-hmm. Like she has a black eye, mm-hmm. like not a black eye like a punch, but like the blood is so filled in the white of the eye that it's black. It's super red, right? Like the blood vessels popped in her eye, and so where there's whites of the eyes, it's dark red. Yeah, I thought, yeah. Um, I think. I just thought it was dark red enough that it looked black. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, it, it was a little bit, um, the action was a little bit, um, harder boiled, I guess you can say. Oh, say like that. rough. Like, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, there were mm-hmm. a couple times that reminded me of, like, the brutality of some of Tom Cruise's stunts in Mission Impossible movies. Mm-hmm. Like in Ghost Protocol when he's swinging on the Burj Khalifa to get to the open window and then instead of just making it into the open window, he like clotheslines himself and you're just like, oh fuck, mm-hmm. like that hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. I know, yeah. I didn't think about that because there's I, I can't off the top of my head remember any other times that felt so brutal in a Marvel film. Right. That's kind of what I was alluding to. Like, the the action this was better than in most other Marvel movies, except for the, the Hollywood crap I brought up earlier, but yeah. That's one of the things is, like, it feels more raw. You kind of feel it in your gut a little bit more, you know? Mm-hmm. So. 
And then uh, in subtitle, when Black Widow takes the motorcycle keys from Yelena, mm-hmm. she says, ah, bitch. <laughs> Which, I mean, I think that's the first time I've ever seen... I don't know, maybe someone said son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because the m- most swearing I think I've ever heard in one was for the purposes of a joke in Avengers Age of Ultron when uh, well one Iron Man says shit in that one and then Cap says language and then in Endgame uh, when Cap sees his other self in the, from the past he says ah oh, you gotta be shitting me <laughs> like <laughs> um, that is funny so I don't know if it was like they felt like they got away with it more by you're not actually hearing them say the word and it's only the subtitle, but I was shocked. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I know, (laughs) yeah, you haven't said the F word yet, Mm -hmm. which is allowed in a PG-13 film if you only say it once. Yeah. But like, yeah, you also haven't said bitch. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And then they give Taskmaster the f- slip by having the blood look like it goes to the tunnels underground. And they're in the vents. And uh, the the flashback to Dracov's daughter, the assassination, I think it was intentional. I would not be surprised. Reminded me of Munich. Do you remember that movie with Daniel Craig? It was uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. Mm-mm, I didn't see it. I don't know. I don't oh, know that movie. It is fantastic. Okay. It also includes killing a guy and the young daughter being in the unit. It mm-hmm. also has Eric Bana. Okay. It's, uh, I think I own it on uh, Movies Anywhere or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know Brian um, recommends good action movies, so I'm probably going to check that out sometimes. It's not an action movie. Is it 2005 or 2021? It, I, no, it's not 2021. Okay, gotcha. Uh, keep going down just so I can see the director. Sorry. And, yep, yeah, that's it. Oh, boy, that was before Daniel Craig was Bond. Is It's real good. Some, some Steven Spielberg films, I don't feel, hit the mark. Like, uh, whatever that one was... With the girl and the trolls, uh, BFG, Big Friendly Friendly Giant. I know it's not trolls. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ready Player One. That was all right. That was better. Mm-hmm. But like some some of them, I'm just like eh. Jaws and Munich are two examples of perfection. Steven Spielberg. Let's say that. Gotcha. Um. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, I guess an easy one would be Indiana Jones 4. Not great Spielberg. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that was an easy hit. (laughs) My favorite running joke. I know it's just a little bit of a running joke, but Florence Pugh in the middle of like a convenience store, Mm -hmm. literally getting down to do black, the black widow pose from Mm -hmm. Iron Man 2 and go, why do you, why do you do the pose with your hair and make flip your hair like like you think everyone is watching or people are watching? And I'm just like that is mwah, mwah, mm-hmm. chef's kiss, 
just a hair short of being Deadpool self-aware. Almost, yeah, almost breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like winking <laughs> at the audience. And, and the fact that she did the pose so mm. clumsily in that convenience store. And mm. I'll mention the other two times, right. you know, it happens. But like, it's just <laughs> oh, so fantastic. Um and then in a de- we're going to go on a little bit of roller coaster because that was so happy for me. And then the next note's a downer. And then the note after that is another pure joy. Mm-hmm. But the fact that one in 20 widows don't survive tra- or only one in 20 widows survive the training process. Yeah, that's a pretty shit tackler program. And it would only work where they pick up children that no one else cares about, basically. Well, like, well, apparently that's not the case. They just find genetic markers. Like, do they kidnap them from their families? Well, I don't know if it's always kidnapped because Black Widow was sold. Mm-hmm. It's revealed. I, later. I, I was under the impression that they nab women that are literally like thrown out onto the streets. They said that, mm-hmm. and Natasha was told that her mom abandoned her in the streets, but then later Drakov admitted. Or someone admitted to her that, uh, or her mom told her that the mother was paid, the family was paid mm-hmm. because of her genetic markers. I guess they can figure out who's more susceptible to the the uh, pheromone thing and the program in general, the yeah. entire program. So they paid off the family, and then the mother regretted selling the child and was relentless. Mm-hmm. So we don't actually know. That's the narrative they've all been told. Right. But it could just be complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then back to Pure Joy, Florence Pugh Yelena is so cute mm-hmm. for her unabashed excitement about the vest with so many pockets. Right. The first item she ever bought and like I thought it was, she was so proud of it and like I also love that Natasha like yeah Natasha first instinct was to poke fun at her which like whose who's first instinct wouldn't be that like really so excited about it mm-hmm. like come on <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's plenty but then when she sees how Yelena kind of got hurt a little bit of that like to be perfectly fair she's been mind control for so long mm-hmm. like this is a big deal to her that mm-hmm. Black Widow was nice and like changed lanes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and you always hear women complain about how typically their pants aren't sold with pockets. So I felt like that was like or a thing, dresses. A thing for women, which is perfectly fine, you know. I didn't even put that connection together. Oh, I definitely put that connection but, together. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they yeah, like I've heard a lot of people being excited about dresses with pockets and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just thought it was cute. Like she's like, there's so many, and I use them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I didn't even think of that as a female specific thing, but just childlike excitement. And like, I don't want to undersell it. I thought it was really sweet for Black Widow to switch. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I'm sure it would come easier to Black Widow to switch since she's a spy and her job is make the person feel safe and happy and stuff so she would pay attention to this thing. But, you know, it's her sister. She could... She easily could have 
anyone could have easily written that scene to just be like, no, she's still going to like rib her a little bit. Like, I mean, it's cute, but like, get your second vest Mm -hmm. and then, you know, get a few more vests and you'll see it's not a big deal Mm -hmm. and then continue on. But instead she was like, she was just like, it's a really cool vest. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so sweet. Yeah. Um, I needed more of that. <laughs> you know, all of them just having their little inter- the, in that imaginary scene that I hoped we had. Mm-hmm. Wished we had. Um, we go to Red Guardian who spends his whole day arm wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure he'd be drinking vodka if he could. Yeah. yeah. And shattering flip turning anyone's arm into like a just a broken stretch armstrong yeah if they question his uh his exploits against captain america mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> you calling me a liar mm-hmm. or uh it definitely i definitely would have been him with that guy who was like no, no, <laughs> he thought he would win. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I have a story about my favorite arm wrestling time I've ever had. And if you've got one, feel free to jump in. But I was working at Walmart in the break room. And I think some of, some of the guys were arm wrestling. And man, this... And I must have been like 200 pounds at the time. Uh-huh. And... This other guy was like three three fifty. He's like, yeah, let's arm wrestle, and I beat him. Uh huh. And then he was like, we still have like twenty minutes left. He's like, all right, let's go again. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and like we're with two other people, we're like just chit chatting while we're on our break. And he's like, you can kind of. He's like, you sure you don't want to go again? I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm good. Uh, like externally, I'm like, um. No, I'm satisfied. I'm internally like, I'll fucking lose. <laughs> I could feel my arm was like 60% muscle failure. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely got him because he was not expecting me to put up. You right, know, right, he underestimated right. me just enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that was my one in the chamber. <laughs> um, That's cool. Um, for arm wrestling, I just note if I'm ever arm wrestling a girl, I ask them. It's like I gauge if they're athletic or if they work out or not, you know. And also, like, hey, do you you know take some vitamins? What do you eat or whatever? Because I saw a horrific video of a dude arm wrestling his girlfriend, and he went a little bit too hard and broke her arm up here. So um, I never ever want that to happen. I would be mortified and horribly upset, and I'm going to be very careful about arm wrestling women. <laughs> um- <laughs> Just a little note. Mm-hmm. If you ever do break someone's arm there, you can be like, well, I think that means you're my girlfriend. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, and my then God. when they look at you like, ah, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, well, I mean, the only other time this has ever happened that I've ever known about, they were boyfriend and girlfriend. So I think the only way 
that this is okay is and then they just look at you like you're a complete idiot no, and they'll she'll they'll, tell her dad on stop, me and the dad's gonna break my arm they'll stop <laughs> they'll stop thinking about how you just broke their arm and they'll think this guy's a fucking idiot yes <laughs> yes and then they will not press charges <laughs> Or make you pay their medical bills because they're like, listen, this guy is so dumb. Irrational <laughs> goes here, here to here to here. Okay, it ends with the bill not being paid by you. All right, well that's good, I suppose. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and then you just show up three weeks later at whatever job you were working at where this arm wrestling happened, naked with twigs in your hair, and be like, what year is it? And then no one will bother you. <laughs> Have you ever done that before? <laughs> to make sure no one bothers you? <laughs> For legal reasons, I am not going to answer that question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so Black Widow and C- I kept writing Sis because I didn't hear her name for a while. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't like notice it, but Black Widow and Yelena are breaking Red Guardian out. That's when you said your note was, right? Yeah, basically. I thought it was a bad location for a prison and an avalanche, possible avalanche location, you know, but and- I could be wrong. <laughs> no, well, avalanche location. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you said that, I was like, I mean, I guess it's good because they'd freeze to death if they escaped. You know, I suppose. Yeah. Um, maybe it's a super high priority Russian prison. It's true. It is Russia, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, was that your only note about the sequence? Um. Because I got a lot more. You know, I, I thought the sequence was pretty well done. Um, I enjoyed it. How Black Widow was on the rope and saves. Red Guardian? I almost said Red Red Scare because I knew it wasn't Red Victory. I was like, Red Victory? Red Scare? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Um, Red Guardian. And so... And Yelena says, such a poser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. Uh... Okay, my only other notes about that were Yelena blew up the guy making Swiss cheese out of the helicopter mm-hmm. and causes the avalanche. Right. And then she said, this would be a cool way to die. I think that thread was smart of her talking about how it would be a cool way to die and it's setting us up to think that she might die in this movie because it makes mm-hmm. sense she doesn't show up in Infinity War mm-hmm. or Endgame. You know, things like that. The thing that ruined it is because this movie was delayed for so long we got set photos, or at least for me, there were set photos of her on the show Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, I knew she wasn't gonna die. Gotcha. And we'll get to the post credit scene later, but now we know why she's on Hawkeye. Ooh. <laughs> um, but uh, Yelena punches Red Guardian in the face, which I thought he deserved. And it was right to hate him. Sure. Um, they didn't. They didn't get him to be nice. They want to find the red room, and he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mom does. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> my favorite part of that, he's such a he's such a dick, the father. Like, 
he doesn't he he yeah he's ignorant he just he always knows he's right and doesn't need all the information to think he knows that i've seen some russian men act like that (laughs) i've seen my stepdad act like that he's Mm -hmm. a piece of shit (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) i don't care if he ever sees this or hears it he's not going to i haven't Mm -hmm. talked to either him or my mother in like five years and i am oh i feel so good uh but honestly i don't care if they write me out of their wills um Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like when uh, Yelena says, I don't think we have enough fuel for St. Petersburg. No, we will make it. And then cut to mm-hmm. in the middle of the field. I loved that. Mm-hmm. All he could have asked was like, how much fuel do we have? How many miles? <laughs> 300? It is 400. You are correct. They, they also <laughs> show the gauge. It's like, for some reason, it's getting a little lower, too, I think, right? I think it was at like 25%. Yeah, it was at 25%. Yeah. Was yeah. it getting lower, or is that just my imagination? I don't know if it was rapidly. It wasn't mm-hmm. rapidly getting lower. Okay, okay. But I think it was getting on the... I think the last 25% is like red, mm-hmm. so it was right on the red mark. Gotcha. Um, but <laughs> I, I think that was the hardest I laughed, mm-hmm. just seeing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i th- i think maddie thought they made it and i was like they either you or maddie said we watched it with my daughter said uh they just made it yeah that was maddie not me okay but yeah yeah whatever mistakes we made maddie made them i'm kidding yeah. maddie I'm kidding. No, I'm serious. <laughs> She'll kill you. <laughs> She'll try to with her tiny hands. My daughter will get a knife, very sharp knife, and then get uh, get you by surprise. She knows she needs a little surprise well, advantage. I'm so, I might kick your daughter in the face. Look, if she stabs you in the back, <laughs> kick her in the face. It's life or death at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I said, if she stabs you in the back, if she stabs you in the stomach, <clears throat> just admire the twist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> spray her, spray her with some red, red, uh, red mind control mace. Mm-hmm. I feel <laughs> like mind control. I feel like the late night is bringing out some funky humor. <laughs> I said, if she stabs you with a sharp knife, I didn't say sharp knife, but if she stabs you with a real knife in the back, mm-hmm. come on. Like, what are you going to do? Yep. I understand. <laughs> Just not with the steel-toed boots. Um, all right. Well, what was your next note? My next note, up? my next significant note was the fact that... Uh, yes. Red Guardian pulls them in for a hug, you know, after he explains how proud he is of them. Oh. So he pulls them in and oh. Yelena stays for the hug a little bit longer than Natasha. Natasha kind of hates it after like three seconds. Yelena <sighs> sticks around for about seven seconds and then after she's like, no, 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 stop. And like that gave me the impression that Yelena was a little bit more attached to the family yeah. or the the quote unquote fake family uh, yeah. than Natasha was. Yeah, if it wasn't... That makes sense. Natasha's already made her peace with it. She was older, old enough to understand it, or understand it more than Yelena was. Mm-hmm. 
uh, at the time. But uh, that's another thing. If if David Harbour, that's his name? Yeah. Wasn't so charming, I would fucking hate Red Guardian. Because <laughs> he's, you know... He, Narcissistic it, in a way. It actually... Yeah, but also he's just not understanding <laughs> the other person's point of view. Yeah. He always filters it through his checklist of what's a success or not. And so like, it's like, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, it, uh, it actually reminds me again of Age of Ultron where, you know, uh, they're trying to console Bruce because he feels... He, he's feeling guilty for hurting all those people in the beginning. And they're like... Uh, Thor, uh, report on the Hulk. Oh, yes. Many people will be dining in Valhalla or in hell now, mm-hmm. now after your victory. Exactly the wrong thing to say. Except mm-hmm. Thor immediately notices and was like, ah, oh, with, uh, sprained ankles. And, <laughs> and he adjusts where Red Guardian is like, no, you're great. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, my note on that was Red Guardian is proud of them for everything they hate about themselves. Mm-hmm. They hate that they're train killers. They hate that they've killed so many people. They hate that they've... The destruction that that has caused in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And he he's literally complimenting them about how many people they've killed mm-hmm. and how lethal they are. Yeah. And the the, the result in his mind, which he thinks is good, while ignoring all the trauma that was done to them that had to get to that point. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, dude, you're so off pace. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my next note is mother is taking care of pigs. <laughs> so, right. what's your next big note? Um, let's see. While you're looking that up, I'll say it. Mind controlling the pig actually makes sense because Elon Musk has a company called Neuralink, which mm-hmm. will help like either cure permanent disease, not diseases, I don't know, malfunctions of the brain. I'm very tired and I'm not saying it correctly, but like alter your brain chemistry for mm-hmm. the better. So mm-hmm. in this, they use the pigs as test subjects to learn how to alter people's brains for them mm-hmm. the negative mm-hmm. um so i thought that was very smart but have you found your next note yeah the the note or what Dracov i think says is the world functions better when it's controlled or that was one of the parents explaining why they were doing what they were doing it's because the world functions better when it's controlled and i was like how freaking fascist do you sound right now yeah jeez, <laughs> like, I, I don't remember that line <laughs> i would bet it's Dracov. What are the notes before and after that? Mm, no, that was my next note. Or I mean, like, what notes is that note sandwiched between the small notes? Because okay, so realize what Elena stayed for the hug a little bit longer, right? And then Lady Sweep was about that was the crappy the the Hollywood crap and the action that I was talking about that happened on the ship on the in the red room. Okay, so it's definitely possible that that could have been Drakov. Drakov, yeah. yeah. Um. All right, so the reason I wrote here that mom is 100% Taskmaster after making <laughs> the pig stop breathing mm-hmm. was because of a great YouTube video. Oh, oh Jill something. 
I feel so bad. I don't want to delay this by not looking up, but there's this great YouTuber, Redhead. She is into stage combat mm-hmm. and storytelling, and she did a great video about why uh, Yonrog in Captain Marvel was clearly the bad guy, because when they're training Jude Law, right, uh, and he gets her in a pin and he teaches her, he doesn't stop hurting her. Mm-hmm. Which was a very subtle way to telegraph that he'd be the bad guy. Or that he was a sociopath or whatever, or a psychopath, or yeah. Okay. Just, just a villain, like, because a good trainer, like would Morpheus not- in the Matrix, would stop once they've got right. the upper hand. They wouldn't pour t- on the, continue to pour on the pain for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when she, <laughs> the pig is 11 seconds away from dying mm-hmm. and she's just ignoring the pig i'm like right that wasn't cool oh, yeah you definitely figured out the mind control mm-hmm. and drakov is now mind controlling you to be taskmaster mm-hmm. or you're voluntarily doing it mm-hmm. you're taskmaster yeah everyone in the family got uncomfortable at yeah. that point yeah so that's another reason i think they were very clever as like a yeah you think she's gonna be taskmaster mm-hmm. we're gonna have her torture this pig for a little too long and you're going to be like, oh, she's definitely Taskmaster. That's an evil son of a bitch. <laughs> um, yeah. And then my next note. It's definitely something they did. Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, was Yelena saying the best part of my life was fake and none of you told me. Mm-hmm. Which... Yeah, that was that was the moment I'm like, thank God you're going to be around for a long time, because that just was a kick in the nuts. That's a good line of acting. That was, uh, that, that I, I liked her for other so, parts. But. I, yeah, totally. Yeah. But that informs so much about her. And, you know, I there's a lot of people that talk about the Marvel movies really connecting with people because of the humor. But, and I, and I agree, I think... It's kind of like if you've seen the movie Hitch, you go 90 and they go 10. Mm-hmm. For me, the 90 is the, well, I mean, good storytelling and charismatic leads and, you know, exciting action are all part of that. But in terms of like the one-two punch for me, mm-hmm. it's the comedy and then the trauma, 10%. Like that part where we see that they're hurting Mm -hmm. really makes us like I think the humor opens us up and then when we see them hurting we feel pain for them Mm -hmm. and we connect yeah at least for me like if if there's a movie that maybe isn't funny or they haven't done anything where like charming or that endears you to them and then they start talking about how they've been hurt you kind of like it sounds horrible, but it's about fictional people. You kind of ask, why do I care? Mm-hmm. You know, like you can still empathize with someone, but if you don't like the person and they start talking about how they're broken or, you know, they just mention something that hurt their feelings, you're like, okay, I have no connection to you. We've, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I hear you. So 
the, the thing that I have trouble with is like half the jokes in the Marvel movies I don't like. Like about half of them. Okay. I'm just like that well, wasn't necessary. That doesn't make sense that the character would say <laughs> yeah. that in that situation. Blah 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 blah. You know. The trauma, um, that's like the actual character motiv- motivation. I wish there was more than 10% of that. I wish we saw more of the characters moving with that purpose uh, to, to fight whatever is on their mind so hard, you know? Yeah, I think the most we've ever gotten in terms of trauma in one film is Iron Man 3, mm-hmm. where he's having multiple panic attacks. But in that, I would still have either had a panic attack at the wrong time where mm-hmm. he was, his life was truly in danger, mm-hmm. which never happened. We, or we do the Sherlock episode one, season one, where uh, Sherlock's brother, Mycroft, tells John Watson mm-hmm. that he likes... He misses the war. He... Where uh, the normal day-to-day is what freaks him out and gives him panic attacks. Mm-hmm. But being in the thick of it, mm-hmm. he's got nerves of steel. Yeah. So that was my one flaw with Iron Man. I like the Mandalorian twist, especially now that we're getting a real Mandalorian. Everyone can be happy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the the panic attacks didn't feel... They felt too convenient. If that makes sense. In Sherlock or where? In Iron Man 3. In Iron Man 3, okay. It always happens in a conversation when no one's in danger. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's fine if he never has a panic attack in the thick of danger. We just need to know why. The, I, I needed someone to, like, say that. Mm-hmm. That you missed the war. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Yeah. Um... Yeah, anyway. You just reminded me how good Sherlock is. <laughs> First two seasons. So, I liked all of them personally, but... Season three was good. I think it had the best middle episode, which was the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember much... Season four was like... Kind of... Okay. It was weird. Dude. Season four did have a whole lot of, oh, but then there was this, but this kind of supersedes that. And, and there's this. a secret sister and yeah. his and John's wife is dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I also liked the dream sequence. And also, is Moriarty back? No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, we thought we could do this forever, didn't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. All right, so my next note was still being convinced. I was like, Black Widow's mom has her hair in a spiral braid, better for combat and being able to put the helmet on easily. Yeah. The Taskmaster helmet, wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but she cycled through the red room four times. That could make someone Taskmaster esque, yeah. And just knowing that her whole life has been nothing but that. Mm-hmm. Um. But I thought that it was an interesting apology. Now in the full context of things, knowing that the mom actually wanted to take down uh, Drakov, I think you could poke holes in this a little more, but the fact that she alerted the Red Room and then told Black Widow before they got there, good apology. Mm-hmm. Um, but really... 
we I think we should have changed it to her saying I need to tell you something and then we cut away and we don't know that the red room has been alerted we cut mm-hmm. away to uh, Yelena and Red Guardian mm-hmm. and then we get the ambush mm-hmm. and when we flash back during that twist have the mom say I have a button here uh, I know how we can get Drakov, and mm-hmm. then she alerts the Red Room. You know what I mean? The only difference I heard from what you said and what happened in the movie is her explaining what ha- how to get Drakov earlier. All right, let me let me explain that again. When instead of her saying, "I alerted the Red Room, and they're going to be here in a matter of minutes," mm-hmm. have her say, "I need to tell you something." Mm-hmm. Cut there have everything play out exactly as it is. And then when Black Widow reveals that this was the plan all along to get captured and mm-hmm. to get Drakov, go back and have the mother saying, I know how we can defeat Drakov. Mm-hmm. And it starts here. Mm-hmm. And then have her contact the Red Room and say, uh, Natasha and the other dangerous, I don't know, just say Natasha, Yelena, and Red Guardian are here. Mm-hmm. Come get them. Right. And uh, get them. They don't know I'm contacting you. Come quick. Mm-hmm. And then have them prepare for the whole twist. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't really make sense if you think about it. Like, she sees the people who could help her overthrow Drakov, mm-hmm. and then she alerts Drakov right. and doesn't tell them. Right. You know? No, yeah, because I think the part that's confusing you, and it does confuse me too, is the fact that she suddenly decides to be on their side. Like, it, to me, no, but that's how I interpreted it anyways. You interpreted it as, oh, these people can help me defeat Drakov once she sees them, you know? I interpreted it as she was on Drakov's side, she was going along with the plan, that's what she's known her whole life, but she was like, this is my family, and she has the, she makes a change of heart there. The reason it doesn't feel, maybe that's what they're going for, but the reason it doesn't ring true to me is because when we get the flashback, she talks about she talks about it as if she's wanted to overthrow him for a long time. Okay. She's just never been able to because of the pheromone thing, mm-hmm. which also begs the question, why didn't she sever her own nerve? Yeah. To kill him earlier if she wanted to. Mm-hmm. So it seems like this is a plan that she's been like mulling over in her mind for True. like a decade. Yeah. And then she still gave them up mm-hmm. when she could have been like, you're looking for him. I've been thinking about this for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Right, right. Uh, so that's the one tweak I would have made. You could still have the twist. You could still have the great twist of the they switched places with the masks, mm-hmm. which always gets me. We've had that three times with Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least we've had three masks. I remember Black Widow, Winter Soldier. Something, there's another one somewhere. And then this one here. Um, but yeah. It would just preserve the twist and not kind of sacrifice her motivations because in the end, so 
You know what? I think I think I figured it out. I think she wasn't sure that the plan would work, right? Like any plan that she had in mind, even with her three family members there. Um, and so she kind of has to go along with whatever protocol is, or else she's a traitor, and so she has to go along with it. Because figure, you know, as being brought up in the Black Widow program, you kind of have to be heartless towards her goal. And that she was just kind of going with the flow at that point. Like, she wasn't necessarily bad or good at that point, you know. But she was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm about to send my family to jail. You know, I haven't seen them in 20 years. And, eh. you know, they showed up out of the blue. She's still making things out. And then when she's not sure the plan is going to work and then she gets closer to her family, she asks Natasha, how did you keep your heart? And then she's like, okay, well, whether or not the plan works, we're going to go for it right now, you know? And then she tells her, and then they inspire all that. Okay. I would have just preferred us not to have to headcanon it so much, you know? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Like, either they could clarify that a little more, or, yeah, just change it up a little. Mm -hmm. Um, What was the note I was working towards? (laughs) Uh, or on your end, we were no. My next one is talking about uh, the escape on in the red room ship. Okay. Um, Then the next part that I've got is I thought it was sweet. Red Guardian remembering Yelena's favorite song. Oh yeah, that was that was one of the most heartwarming parts of the movie for Mm -hmm. me. Uh, (laughs) But that so great one uh, dart. Mm-hmm. And like they think <laughs> <laughs> they had to take down a super soldier, right? So they put in like tw- like you said twenty darts or whatever into him. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was so good and perfectly timed. They could have like done one. I don't know. It, you know, it's just this pulling the rug out from under us of doing that classic thing of like you thought this would work mm-hmm. and then like going to kick ass, but instead. You know, I loved it. I mm-hmm. love any uh, twist on a good cliche. Um, that <laughs> I that I really had a roller coaster because my next note was Taskmaster is there, not mom, because I didn't see mom. <laughs> right, and right. I was like, okay, so and you had said during their scene where they're singing the song, like. Why is Natasha not telling them? Mm-hmm. And I was head cannoning myself. I was like, well, maybe I guess technically they're both happening at the same time in this action. But no, it was a better explanation than my head cannoning. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see Taskmaster next to mom. So I said, not mom? Yes, mom? Because <laughs> I wasn't seeing her. And then, then they were both in the same shot. I was like, not mom! What? And then I still was like, maybe it's an android because, you know, we have been seeing this hot display of maybe it's an android and she is controlling it. Mm-hmm. Um, real roller coaster yeah. for me. But uh, <sighs> then I wrote, she still betrayed Black Widow and knocked out her children, mm-hmm. which I was disappointed with her at the time. Yeah. We didn't have the twist revealed. Uh, it figure, yeah, go on, yeah. No, what do you have to say about that? I was going to say figure, um, what's the name of the organization running the Black Widow program? They call it the Red Room. Figure the Red Room has always had, like, a tight grip on the entire situation, and she knows that, so she has to play along at the moment. 
Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm sure you knew that too. I was, yeah. I was going to provide that explanation or whatever. You, you know what might have made with changing nothing, mm-hmm. but might have made her calling the Red Room before revealing it to them fine? Mm-hmm. If when she said that, we saw like security feed and we saw that the whole compound has security feed on it anyway, so she would have been forced to immediately call the Red Room regardless because mm-hmm. otherwise they'd They'd look back at the video and be like, yeah. why didn't you alert us? That makes sense. Yeah. Just one shot and then a reverse shot of like a hidden camera or something. Figure what's her face is probably still bugged with like a tracker. Who knows what other tracking they have on her. But yeah, like you said, the compound is videotaped or whatever. I didn't see the sequence that show that the compound is videotaped. It, there is none. Okay. I was saying we just needed to add one angle. Right. And then boom. Cinema language would be like, ah. That indicate the Red Room has that grip on her that I was talking about. Yeah, it would it would have uh, logicked why she did it. Um, cut Yelena's brain out. And Yelena says this is a much less cool way to die. Mm-hmm. But, That's pretty uh, horrific. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I got really excited when they did the Black Widow bait and switch with the Mission Impossible masks. <laughs> I, I got really excited. It, they get me better than the Mission Impossible movies because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I I keep forgetting that she has that technology. I love it. Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> really, no. It. I mean, can you imagine? If, like, Mission Impossible only did the mask trick for two movies, it would make it... We'd be so much more surprised when it happens, because it doesn't happen every movie. I think think we've gotten really, uh... Really treated well by Christopher McQuarrie, Mm -hmm. let's say. So I don't want them to stop doing the mask gags. But we we know it's part of the formula. Mm -hmm. But, like, Black Widow's been in... Uh, let's see. Iron Man 2, Avengers 1, Avengers 2, Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, that's five already. Endgame and Infinity War, that's seven. I don't know, I'm tired. Seven movies already, maybe more. Um, and she's used the, and now an eighth movie here, and possibly more. I'm so it makes tired. sense because she is a spy. But she's used the mask gag like twice, maybe a third time, because I'm mm-hmm. forgetting where the third one is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, l- definitely as little, as f- infrequently as 25% of the movie she's been in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to keep forgetting about I mean, we're not going to keep forgetting about it now because she's dead. Mm-hmm. So she can't mask trick again. But Yelena can. Unless Hawkeye's been Black Widow this whole time. (laughs) You didn't see that part on Vormir? Where she's like, let me do this. (laughs) (laughs) And puts a mask on Clint and throws him down. (laughs) I refuse. Depends on the viewership of Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> they might have Hawkeye season two. Hawk Black Widow. Mm-hmm. I'm back. Um, 
What, what so was the my next point? note is how she severed the nerve. So, it, you know, the, the nerve they located up here. Okay, right? Didn't she break her nose? Yeah, she broke her nose. She, like, smacked the table with her face and that severed the nerve. No. <laughs> like, that's not how you would sever a nerve. <laughs> but, you know, what do you want? And does that cut off smell? That nerve? That's I don't what know. you were saying. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that whole thing. And then she broke her nose, so did she really hit that part of the head that was indicated? I don't know. Here's my other change I'd make. I'd make... No, she's the scientist. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't, they, I don't like that mom's known how to beat Dracov for so long by severing the nerve. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But but you can't make her not know that. I was going to suggest that maybe we show in the flashback that she's not great with science, but literally the dad says, she's the scientist, I'm the muscle. <laughs> so, like... Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, if there's one critique of the movie, the whole mind control, the red mist that breaks the mind control and the severing the nerve and stuff, that they kind of hocus pocus that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay, I guess. I'm okay with it because it it just, we could tell it without the explanation. So I guess three more minutes of explaining it wouldn't technically add anything to the stakes because we could tell what it was from the moment. It happened, mm-hmm. but but the the pheromone thing, it just if it feels like that's too convenient a way to beat it. Maybe if like there was programming, because that's what I guessed. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was mental programming during the Black Widow program, the Red Room program, and like. Right before the Red Room shows up at the farm, the mom, while they're switching places, says, I've been working on... No, it was... I get... All right. I've been working on, like, an anti-programming to take away that no-kill rule. Mm -hmm. So she shows the video to Black Widow right before. It's like... I, I think it's done, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like, we have no time to waste. Let's just, let's roll the dice. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after she's playing, because that's what Black Widow does. Later on, she says uh, something like, thank you for your cooperation. She's been playing this whole time. Just do that. Have it so that she's been faking this whole time. And then have her just kill him. I would have liked that better, personally. Because the the nerve thing is... uh, There's so many ways to poke holes in that. It's like, okay, plug your nose. Mm -hmm. Just do the get out, but instead of your ears with cotton, put the cotton in your nose. Mm -hmm. Done. Cut off your nose. Drown your nose in blood. Shoot a whole bunch of... Uh, Paris Hilton for men, right up your nostrils. Right. (laughs) I know I'm being a real Debbie Downer on the movie here, but like, also, the pheromones thing, they wouldn't work instantly, right? So, you plug up your nose, and it's not like you're instantly gonna not be able to, be able to kill them again, you know? Like, the you, pheromone you thing take have an a, effect on the brain. Yeah, you right? take a swab of acid and mm-hmm. put it in your nose. 
<laughs> you know, right before you go to try to kill him. Mm-hmm. First off, that's going to hurt like a bitch. Yeah. But you think that wouldn't work? It's just too... It was a clever idea, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's not bulletproof. Right. You know, there's no... I'm... You know, you could easily. I always thought pheromones affected mood. I didn't know they could be a hard stop to someone's actions. But I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I guess I'm, I don't know exactly how pheromones work. If they c- can work like that, but. I mean, I'm fine with the. There's just a thousand ways you could you could kill him by disabling the floaty thing and make mm-hmm. the whole thing just crash to the ground. Mm-hmm. Done. You're not near him. Yeah. So his pheromones can't stop you. Mm-hmm. You could be half a mile away and sniper rifle him. Or something Done. Like that. Yeah. Not smelling his pheromones. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a clever idea. Just gotta kill your darlings. Mm-hmm. Gotta figure out something else. If there was a mental block for you ever hurting him in any way, like mm-hmm. the rules of robotics, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. rule number one. You will not kill Drakeoff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rule number two: You will die in the up. You will do anything in your power to stop Drakeoff from being hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Rule three: Still don't kill Drakeoff. <laughs> right. Right. Um, all right. And then I wrote they had a whole plan. Uh, and then I thought. Black Widow was only sparing his life so she could find out her real mother's name. Which is true. Yeah, I mean, it's part, I think that's yeah, true. It was, Partially it true, was yeah. true in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ivan is her father, which Red Red Skull showed her. Too bad she, <laughs> she couldn't be like, Red Skull, what's my mom's name? It was Ivan? Uh, in Endgame. He says, Clint, son of whatever that guy, Clint's father's name is, mm-hmm. Natasha, son of Ivan. It's like, and then they cut to Clint being like, after the whole spiel, being like, how could we even believe him? He's like, she says, he knew my dad's name. Mm-hmm. Even I didn't know my dad's name. Mm-hmm. So. I think Ivan's are like Johnson Russia, though, right? What if he was just guessing? I'm going to add a third thing. It's very sweet that the mother was looking for her, but so that when we watch Endgame again, we can have an even more impactful moment on the Ivan thing. Switch it to father. You already have Endgame. Work with what you got. If it's the father that changed their mind and never gave up and was killed and was in an unmarked grave. Then when we watch Endgame again and we see her find out his name Mm -hmm. and if that's the name she was waiting to find out in this movie and did not get that answer Mm -hmm. we're just going to have an extra little punch in the gut like oh shit Okay, she had to travel through fucking time across fucking space, but she found out her dad's name. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know. Mm-hmm. Instead of putting a little, like, CinemaSins level plot hole, like, why didn't she ask her what her mom's name was to Red Skull? Mm-hmm. Ding! Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Uh, what was your? What's the next note I'm working up to? The next significant note was all of the Black Widow stepping off the ship at the very end. Um, when they come back for them, and they're like on the ground or on the ship? On the ground. Okay. Um, I think Yelena says you came back for us, and then they say we wouldn't leave you behind. And it's just like, okay, all these women are super, you know, malevolent. Is, is malevolent means good, right? shit i'm tired yeah i know i think the word you're looking for is maleficent no that's i think that's the opposite (laughs) fuck man well i don't want to make it they're They're, they're all just immediately good and i thought that was pretty optimistic of the script that they're all just like immediately good and like looking out for each other immediately you know well that's just me yeah i i liked that moment i mean to be perfectly fair they've They've known they've been mind control for the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. They they've just been inside watching their lives play out, right. and all they've been doing is killing. Mm-hmm. I thought and they might be a little bit more like confused and trying to figure out what's happening. Yelena said that she was always cognizant of what was happening. She okay. just couldn't tell what was her and what was what was added. Mm-hmm. What was the thing that was added? So now they've all just had their like they've been set free. Mm-hmm. So the least they could do is like pay them back immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be mm-hmm. Like yeah, we just got a we got a couple of seats for you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for saving our immortal lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right, thanks for right. giving us. 60 years to be free. Mm-hmm. Here's a helicopter. Right. <laughs> or not even here's a helicopter. Here's a couple seats with us. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that didn't ring untrue to me. Because like literally <laughs> they just saved their lives. Um, Alright, let me... Yeah, that's true. I can get that. Let me uh, bulldoze through these. Uh, okay, so I wrote the wrong... I thought it was programming uh, instead of pheromones. Oh, oh no. Dracov's daughter is Taskmaster. I thought that was a great twist. That was amazing. That was and, a good twist, yeah. And I don't want to look it up because I don't want to... You know, I want to be able to just post this and edit as little as possible. I, she's a good actress. I recognized her. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see, you know, any future she might have. In the MCU, it's going to be very interesting if we see more of her. Mm-hmm. If we don't see any more of her, totally fair. I mean, like... I'm going to skip ahead, but I know a note that I wrote. Dude could have had a fucking daughter, Dracov, mm-hmm. this whole time. Yeah. She she was woken up and she was a person. I thought mm-hmm. she was brain dead. Mm-hmm. I, I assumed... I assume she what you know, she's got the scarred face. I assumed mm-hmm. if she's just going to be a winter soldier type, mm-hmm. she was gone. Mm-hmm. He lost her. And this was the only way to keep her around is mm-hmm. like, well, she's either going to be a vegetable or she will enact revenge on those who did this to her. Mm-hmm. No, he could have had a scarred, but true daughter. And he just fucking mind controlled her for mm-hmm. twenty one years. Yeah, the fuck is wrong with this guy? Yeah, <sighs> it does. It is pretty consistent with his modus operandi, though. To yeah, but still, <laughs> like, damn. Yeah, you escaped death, and your daughter escaped death. Mm-hmm. I thought. I just thought there was like 
those were the dots I connected to why she's around. Mm-hmm. But no, he's just a fucking sick piece of shit. Uh, yeah. Um, and then I wrote Black Widow, or no, Elena does the pose. Yelena, sorry. And she goes, Yuck. that was disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, and that was good. That was what? one joke I actually thought was funny. <laughs> Maybe a little unnecessary, but I don't know. Go on. I, I mean, if we didn't have that, I would have felt like there was something missing. I was like, she's got to do the hero pose. She's been shitting <laughs> out of this whole time. She got to do it once. She doesn't need to like it. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that's exactly what I would have hoped for. Um, Black Widow decides to destroy him emotionally instead, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. He's so... He's... And he likes to pretend like he's some big badass. And then you just get the right little angle and he crumbles. Mm-hmm. So weak-minded. Uh, or not not solid in his convictions. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, and she says that he seems desperate to impress her. Which he is. Yeah. And thank God, we're not going to get a ton of people yelling wokeness like dummies online and just hating it for this. But I read between the lines, and this is my interpretation. Mm-hmm. You know, if they spelled this out, we would have gotten a lot of uh, insecure men like Dracov being like, ah, you're hating on men. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought. All this made it make a lot of sense why they're women. This guy wants to control the world, yes, Mm -hmm. but I think he's pretty pathetic once you get under his skin. Mm -hmm. He crumbles really easily. Mm -hmm. I would not uh, be surprised if he had a... What's the opposite of superiority? Inferiority complex. An inferiority complex Mm -hmm. where he was like... Yeah, there's a there's a benefit of having women be your spies. They regularly get um, overlooked, overlooked, underestimated. Under those were the two words I was looking for. Okay, bless your heart, because <laughs> <laughs> I was too tired to get to them myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have benefits, but I think he kind of gets off on just controlling women. I mean, with how quickly he crumbled at a couple jabs at his character, Mm -hmm. and I think he has an inferiority complex, and it makes him feel like a big, strong man Mm -hmm. to be able to control them and force them to do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. Like, he easily could have had... The Red Room could have been men and women, just Mm -hmm. like the Winter Soldier program was. Yeah. But it's all women, and I think it's not just because it's a good strategy. Mm-hmm. I think he gets off on it a little bit. Could be. That's um, a pretty good guess, I'd say. But if they again, if they spell that out, we'd have like Jesus Christ! How long are people still joking about Captain Marvel? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the creme de la creme. Don't take a personal, but thank you for your cooperation. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, she she rarely does like true spy work for a, she never does spy work for a whole movie. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always blockbuster action in there, but 
uh, a Black Widow with no double cross or no sneaky sneaky, mm-hmm. even if it's just a Mission Impossible mask and a I coerced a confession out of you and you didn't even know you were confessing. Mm-hmm. Ah. Mwah. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've been talking for a long time without you talking. Do you want me to just keep going? Yeah, my notes are kind of dry now, so. Okay. Alright. My last ones are Black Widow let Taskmaster out. Uh, and she knew Taskmaster was going to go after her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she did the right thing. And then there was a there was a very extreme camera pullout when Black Widow's hanging. Mm-hmm. And it pulls out in like a second and a half. Mm-hmm. Clearly had to be CGI to pull out that quickly, but it really felt natural. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't feel like... Uh, there was this Final Fantasy movie, which I thought was great, mm-hmm. but that camera doesn't... They very specifically chose not to obey the laws of physics with mm-hmm. the camera and the okay. action and everything. Mm-hmm. And this one somehow did a shot like that where it pulls out... It doesn't do a rack... For, uh, not a rack focus. Uh, an extreme zoom like a Quentin Tarantino movie might do. Mm-hmm. It just made the camera go all the way out in like a second and a half, and I thought it was great. It's mm-hmm. just not something I've ever seen, and they pulled it off very well. Alright, let's see. What else? Uh, I would have believed Elena... Oh, yeah, I already said that. That Elena may have died if not for the Hawkeye set photos. Um, and the big trailer moment where Black Widow is jumping down through all the br- debris, I thought it was really clever because in the trailer we're thinking oh big badass action scene Mm -hmm. no the reason she jumped was to save her sister right i thought i thought it just changed the perception of the sequence just a little bit Mm -hmm. and made it more uh resonant those shots and the action were an awesome part of the movie Mm -hmm. i enjoyed it how like going from piece of debris to piece of debris you know falling and everything This is another Marvel movie ending with a giant space structure falling down to the earth, though. That's happened a lot. At okay. least there was no blue sky beam. Blue sky beam? Yeah, there, there's a big running trope of uh, blue sky beam in, I believe, the old Fantastic Four films, both of them, okay. uh, or at least one of them. There's a blue sky beam in Captain America, the first Avenger, the Tesseract. Okay, there's um, a, a Winter Soldier uh, gun that shoots a, b- a bunch of people at once, right? That's in Winter Soldier? Oh, I, something else. I, I mean, like, there's a, a big cityscape, mm-hmm. and you see a blue sky beam just going up into the air. Okay. So they did that with Captain America, the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. They did that in Avengers, where it opens the portal with a big blue sky beam. Mm-hmm. I think they did it in Thor. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a, it's a running joke right. that's happened more times than something falling from the sky I think by a hair now. I, I think but yeah. I think the thing falling from the sky has to have happened in at least seven Marvel movies. Thing ha- falling from the sky. Uh, Helicarrier in Avengers One. Mm-hmm. Um, the galaxy. The I island or not Sokovia in Avengers Two, and mm-hmm. then what Guardians of the Galaxy? What happened? The first one. It's the that giant ship falling down onto the planet. Gotcha. Right. 
And then now this one Winter Soldier. has that falling. Winter Soldier, the Helicarriers, mm-hmm. all falling. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't count Rhodey in Civil War because it's just one dude falling. <laughs> right. right. Um, let's see. That's five. But there's 24 films there's now and we're tired. So right. there's got to be two more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. Um... All right, and then uh, Black Widow tried to stop Taskmaster by not becoming a threat by putting the sword down, but that didn't work. Mm -hmm. So she used the vial of anti-brain control. I think it was either you or Maddie was like, use the anti-vial or anti-brain control thing, you know. Mm -hmm. But I was like, the mask's on. It could stop it. Right. (laughs) So you can find a way to jam it under the mask. I don't know. (laughs) No, but honestly, when I saw her pick up two vials in the red room, Mm -hmm. oh, two things about that. When I saw two, I was like, well, yeah, she's going to use that in Taskmaster Mm -hmm. because there's two of them and now they they can replicate more. Um, the black uh, Drakeoff telling the other Red Room women to not leave the room until Black Widow is dead, but to make her suffer, I think really justified why you could have 20 agents and like half of them are attacking her. Mm-hmm. You know, because you yeah. get those sequences where people are just hanging around like, oh, I'm going to move a little bit to make it look like I'm moving. Mm-hmm. And, and now I attack. Right. Um, this one had just had them like standing. If they if they didn't feel they were necessary, and they're like, "You're already making her miserable. I'm just gonna stand here and wait for my turn." Mm-hmm. I thought that made it good mm-hmm. or justified it. Um, yeah. All right. I s- then I s- talked about how. The daughter could have been alive the whole time for Drakov, and yeah, <laughs> I need to watch Infinity War now and see if Black Widow has Yelena's vest on, because I thought it was really sweet that her goodbye was giving her the vest. I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, that's hit the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why Black Widow is just hanging out, because when we see her in Infinity War, she clearly has not turned herself into Thaddeus Ross. Mm-hmm. So she she could have left with them. She's, I don't know. She's... I don't know. Or I guess not left with them, but just see her run in a different direction. Right. You know? I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, uh, I thought it was an emotional goodbye with the other widows showing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, two more things. Black Widow gets a helicarrier uh, from her contact, and she says she needs to help get her friends out of jail or somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I think she helped Cap get uh, the other Avengers out of the raft at the end of Civil War. Mm-hmm. I think this whole movie happened between the final fight in Civil War and the note that. Cap sends Tony uh, with Stanley where he says Tony stank mm-hmm. and he says I'll always be there and then we see Cap come out of the shadows in the raft mm-hmm. to get Sam Wilson and uh, Ant-Man no but then Thaddeus Ross said he caught Ant-Man I don't know if this is before or after never mind I'll have to watch the movie again 
Um, and then post credit scene, Valentina. Yeah, they're doing a really good job of making me hate her because she just shows up where she doesn't belong all the time. Dude, now now I'm just thinking like... uh, Well, first she said that uh, Clint was the reason that Black Widow died, which is kind of true, but like, uh, really? You know, real twist in the facts. Mm. But man, now I'm thinking about how everything could have been if it released in the order it was supposed to. Mm -hmm. Because first, Black Widow was supposed to release. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. And there may have been some movies that came out around. I don't know. I can't right. remember. And we would have gotten... <gasps> what? We got fucking Elaine from Seinfeld in the Marvel Universe as a post-credits. Mm-hmm. And then we would get a little more of her in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right. Oh, shit. Right. She's she's messed up. That's, that's true. It would have been a bigger reveal. Right. So now, what do you think? Do you think U.S. Agents is going to show up in the Hawkeye show? Because now we know he will. All right. Yeah, definitely. I'm not sure. I'm, I, I don't know. As long as Wyatt Russell doesn't, like, take the, the attacks on him or whatever too personally, like, yeah, I don't see why not. Well, you should be there. Well, all right, well, then two things. I know Yelena would be there to hunt Clint, mm-hmm. right. you know, as a revenge thing for her sister. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's going to be shenanigans, and they're going to be like, we are just heroes who've been fighting each other this whole time. We mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing that. Um, but why would U.S. agents show up in the Hawkeye show? Because Hawkeye is free now. U.S. agent was uh, totally cut off from being connected to the military by the end of that show, right? I don't know. Because Valentina hired him back. He was not going to be Captain America anymore. Mm-hmm. But Valentina hired him as U.S. agent. So she might be uh, doing the thing that Thunderbolt Ross was doing in the comics and assembling a Dark Avengers. Mm-hmm. But man, if, if Elena gets manipulated into being the Dark Black Widow... Mm-hmm. The Blacker Widow. I suppose. <laughs> no, call her Dark Widow. <laughs> um, black is darker, so she's just dark. Dark what? Dark purple? Hmm? Mm. I don't know. I, it's late. Um, She'll be the Widowmaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, man, it's gonna... Because mm. I... I know she can't, like... She's not gonna kill Hawkeye. Not because, you know, Jeremy Renner's gonna be playing this character forever. Um, And honestly, I've liked Hawkeye. Everyone's like, no, let's just kill Hawkeye. Every fucking movie he's in, let's just kill him. I'm like, come on. (laughs) He's doing fine. Uh, But because if Yelena kills Hawkeye... How are we ever going to think he's a hero again? Or she's a hero mm-hmm. in a future one? Yeah. You know, if she makes a mistake and kills him and then realizes her mistake and takes out Valentina, we're still going to be like, she fucking killed him. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. She killed him. How, if we're going to, you know, a Black Widow sequel with her as the main character, we're still going to be like, 
She fucking killed Laka. Right. Like, <laughs> it reminds me of how they had Shaw and Fast and Furious at one of their barbecues on the rooftop. And when he killed Han, or they're under the impression that he killed Han, because he, he, spoiler alert, he comes back in nine. But like, a lot like of how, how, are, how are they going to do that? They can't do that. Well, you I know? Got, I got two responses now. One, great point, because a lot of people didn't like that. And Justice for Han had. You know, became I mean, a great hashtag. Yeah, that's but that's when it started. Bec- yeah, go on. I, I was just gonna s- it making me think of something. I was gonna be like, "That's for villains like Loki who killed Phil." Oh, we like Loki. <laughs> Loki killed who? Phil Coulson. Yeah, in the first Avengers, mm-hmm. I was like, I was going on and on about how Yelena. There's no coming back if she kills a good guy. I'm like, fuck, we like Loki. We never missed a beat like Loki, <laughs> even after he killed Coulson. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe be- she can kill Clint. The, the best you can say is he killed Coulson in a fight. Like it was a big fight between like, you know, two giant sides and it was just like a casualty in their fight. And he was still a bad. villain. What? And he was a villain. Yeah, he was playing the villain. That well, time. it's still bad, right? So, like, sure, Thor can decide that he still loves his brother, right? But no one else has to like him, you know? Um, yeah, I'm just, I was, like, I th- I'm saying I think my argument was flawed because we've already proven that someone can do the thing that I said that you can't do and will still like him. I mean, people can pull their heads out of their asses and <laughs> decide to not like him, you know? <laughs> like... I mean, I'm so tired. I don't even understand what that means. <laughs> but okay, like, I mean, I don't can, think our heads are up our asses for liking Loki. He's a charming motherfucker. Yeah, he's charming. That's part of his, his dark powers. <laughs> his dark widow powers. All right. So on that note, <laughs> all right, this is good. I'm just gonna convert this and upload it. Because I don't think we had, like, even five seconds of full silence. Yeah, we... So, yeah. I'm happy with this. I didn't say anything stupid that I want to take out. Thus, I won't be editing. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I guess I'll have to put this up on video because of that moment that I've already forgotten what happened. But, oh, yeah, when I saw that Rachel Weiss was hot. So, I'm going to put that on Patreon. <laughs> want to go see it. Dollar. Um... But, uh, yeah, hit us up on Instagram and say what you thought about the film. I've seen so many articles that are like, oh, my God, it's horror, you know, doing these like, oh, how it failed everything. And like, I didn't read them because I don't want to be spoiled. I mean, but I'm like, no, there's nothing in here that's so dramatic. Yeah. You know? Like I said, <laughs> I would put it in the upper echelon or upper tier. Or upper two tiers of Marvel movies. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I would rewatch this before I rewatch Ant Man. Wow. Yes. No, Ant Man's Ant Man's solid, but like, it didn't feel like it had any you know emotional punch for me. Okay. Yeah, you know, this one it I like. Let's say, and uh, that's not a dig against Ant Man. I'm saying I will rewatch this more often than I do Ant Man. That's that's my way of rating it. But peace out. Uh, 
at I love you 3000 minutes, whatever podcast platform you're watching this on, we co-host it and uh, are breaking down the MCU Infinity Saga one minute at a time. I guess if you're still down to do that, we got to start recording uh, Incredible Hulk minutes in the next couple months because Iron Man's almost done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I am going to figure out a time when I'm going to do a podcast about Fast and Furious. That's shirt I've been wearing. It's called uh, I'll Ride With You, O'Connor. First thing I'm going to do is break down Fast 5 and Fast 6, one minute at a time, pitting them against each other and deciding which minute is better head on. And then at the end, we're going to figure out which one has more points. Um, yeah. I'll figure out that somehow. So if you're if that's something you'll be interested in, find out on Instagram. There's like maybe one post, but just so you know when that starts going live in whatever form it may be. Do you want you don't like shouting out your socials, right? No, I don't. Okay. Peace. <laughs>